0: There is a war there between, a war between fantasy, and and fantasy and nightmare which unlocks the unseen door behind consciousness. It takes only a but a gesture to adjust and see the realm this, this is The Dark Verse. Hello, I'm Sharkchild and this is The Dark Verse. A collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you A unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. I have another crazy tale for you, and I know you're gonna like it, so you better listen well because it's strange and eerie just like everything else I write. It's about a creature or entity that I've thought up uh, that's very different or unique compared to everything else that's out there in literature, in art, or in any other form of creation. So, I hope you enjoy it, and let your mind wander while you listen. This is episode 23 of The Darker Verse, and it is entitled, The
1: Skulker. It came from the distance with patience and dedication. From a point of origin, lost beyond the seas of matter, it traveled, setting out upon a path to reach the destination of which it chose, ages before knowledge was an aspect of existence. Once the path was formed, it did not stray, not for time or desire, or any other manifestation of choice. It made but one decision in its life, and no more. Perhaps it knew the stars, or perhaps it knew the art of divination, for its entrance into linear transfiguration was immaculate. If it left too soon, or strayed too late, it would miss its goal, and perish in shame. Like threads of fate, It knew the lengths of everything that lived, from birth to death. Its character was benign, but its intentions were demented. When considering the borders and grooves of both things good and evil, this entity succeeded in being something that could be categorized as neither. Everything that encompassed its purpose was against the very grain of what was believed, in fashion of faith and the calibrations of spirituality. Purely, it destroyed belief in all of its shapes, forms, and functions. It did not think ill upon anyone or anything, nor did it have affection. It did what it did, for it was what it knew. This thing of extraordinary life and unlimited boundaries was no inhabitant of realms most traveled, but, like the bees and the flowers, its catastrophic ways were a hidden element of nature. The event of its arrival was very rarely seen, but I did witness it, and that unlike the rest of humans present and past, was how I learned so much about what I call the skulker. It came on the night I visited my grandfather for the last time. He rested asleep in the dreary sheets of his hospice bed while I sat reading in one of the two chairs lining his bedside. The television was on, but its sound was barely a hum. On the wall, the clock ticked irregularly loud. The dimness of dusk began to clutter the ambience of the hall outside, and it crept into my grandfather's room, mixing and changing the hues and contrasts of light and darkness. My eyes were beginning to get sluggish. The words on the pages of Dan Simmons' Hyperion were blurring and becoming annoyingly incomprehensible. I was about ready to set the book down and drift off to sleep when the air I was breathing began to gain a texture and taste that lingered on the back of my throat. I tried to swallow it down, but it held fast and filled my mouth with an awful aroma. And in another attempt at relieving the strange residue, I coughed, but I had no greater luck. My grandfather awoke briefly at the sound, and turned in my direction. He stared at me for a moment, and then fell back asleep. Following the cough, I sat the book down, collected myself, rested my head back against the wall, and tried to drift asleep. But the potent air would not let up. I could not go to sleep so instead I stood up and started a walk down the halls of the hospice. As I moved away from my grandfather's room the air loosened and dried and my breaths became comfortable once again. I took a big long breath of the fresh air to cleanse my throat and lungs of what had previously been there. Even though I quickly felt better. I continued to wander around the hospice. I passed confused souls sitting in their wheelchairs, speaking to the clandestine presences hovering invisibly before them. I peered into rooms where ghosts of people screamed in pain and loneliness, weeping and shouting as if they had returned to an age of unmet nurture. And I avoided eye contact, as wearied minds reached out to me with their words calling upon me as their lost kin. The hospice was a sad place that neither life or death could save. Condemnation was its palette, and the colors expressed the nightmares that became the finale of so many different pasts, whether bright or hazy. I noticed toward the latter end of my walk that the residents still awake began to speak in different tones and expressions. They gripped their words tightly, as if choking them. But, most frightening of all, was the sudden intelligence behind the words. They sounded acute and purposeful, and the topic within them started to link itself between those speaking. What they spoke of was unsettling. They spoke of themselves as vessels of healthy grain, waiting for their turns to be harvested beneath the scythes of distant witnesses that clamored between the corridors of nothingness. They whispered of feasts spreading across vast distances, accumulating glory for the coming of future generations. Finding my nerves. Scathed to their cores, I ran back to my grandfather's room, each of my steps thudding in loud echoes throughout the halls. By the time I had reached the room, the event of the skulker had already begun. My grandfather was still asleep in his bed, but I had the dire urgency to awaken him for comfort, for interaction of any sane kind i moved forward towards my grandfather to lay my hand upon him but when i reached the proximity of space but two feet from him i became stuck in the air i could feel the weight of the air pressed against the front half of my body as i took breaths a thick contingency of gas vibrated down my throat barely giving me the oxygen i needed to remain conscious the air contained the same thick, bedded plague I had noticed earlier. My eyes, to my undying horror, were stuck as well. I could not blink or move them in any direction other than the one they entered the immurement, facing my grandfather. Soon following their entrapment, they began to burn with dryness. I felt like screaming, but I could not fully embrace the sound. My tongue was also sealed in rigidity. Instead of screaming, I moaned, bringing desperation to life from the pit of my stomach. After what seemed like several minutes, a pulse emanated through the thick air holding me in place. And then again there was a pulse, and again, and again, in an irregular pattern. Once the pulsing began, it never ceased. Through the touch of the pulses, I could sense things, visions, words, and presence. Like putty molding around an object and retaining the object's imprint, the pulses brought forth sonar-like imagery into my mind. I saw the skulker, and I saw its shape. I saw its path, and I saw its wake. Unnumbered centuries of traveling led to the fruition of a single, epic moment of meaning. The skulk wrapped around my grandfather and pressed itself beneath his flesh. It flexed its unexplainable mass and then consecrated the man that it held, folding him completely inside out before pulsing him into pieces against the shield of air. For a moment the pieces of his body hung in suspension as if frozen in time and space, and then slowly each piece began to burn as if it were an ember glowing and shining eventually. The pieces became nothing but orbs of pure light, and in this state, they bolted forward through everything, cutting like spears through the layers of physicality and its philosophical jargon, leaving windows of clear sight that led through all places unimaginable and unreachable. There, in these far-off places, the pieces, the seeds, of my grandfather were sent out to become the offspring and future voyagers of the skulker, carrying off the fragments of new life. Once they had been delivered, the portals closed and the air softened. I fell forward onto my grandfather's bed. I remained there for a few minutes, recalling my grandfather and the memories we shared. Then, I mourned his departure. That concludes
0: episode 23 of The Dark Verse. When you get a chance, please go to thedarkverse.com and download any of those episodes you haven't gotten a chance to listen to. Or you can download the PDF versions of the stories if you want to read them. I have a MySpace account, myspace.com, slash thedarkverse, add me as a friend, and stop by iTunes and give me a five-star review right now. Alright, enjoy the rest of the week, and keep your appetite ready for more of The Dark Verse when the time comes. All stories and other writings on the Dark Verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.